0: Welcome to Paulie's Podcast for the Overtime Hockey Network. And we bring in head coach Ken Paulie. We're again at our favorite location here, right by the St. Louis Park Rec Center, nestled just a few minutes south, uh, right off Excelsior Boulevard. And we're having a nice little lunch and we're going to talk Paulie's Pod with some music in the background. What more could you want? Um, your team is now back into the top 10s in just about everybody's ranking service, including mine it's really been a result of the run your team has been on and you've ripped off some nice wins you won three in a row at the tradition of the park i think that says a lot about where your kids have gone with the game
1: yeah i think so you know the uh, uh you know, coaches always say they don't care about rankings and, and quite honestly um we on one level we certainly don't because you play a tournament for a reason however the reason you like to be ranked it means you're winning and uh and, and if you're not if you're not winning, that says something about your team as well. And so, um, when you're able to to win three games in a row against quality opponents, uh, you know, in a, in a tournament like the uh, we just had, St. Louis Park, uh, that's that's a, that that's a that, that gives a good accounting of where you're going.
0: Yeah, I know it's pretty easy to say that uh, it doesn't matter when you're losing because you're not in. But, I mean, if it's like one service and it's one, one group that's doing it that doesn't see everybody, but I think there's so many now. And when everybody's kind of having the same teams, I think I think the discussion is starting to center around that. But I think the bigger discussion is, you, you know, Andover's playing really good hockey, right? Mm-hmm, and they yes. have two nice wins in Bloomington. Then they lose to Rosemont, which is hovering around 500. Yeah. So does that mean Andover just had a bad day? Most likely. Does it mean that Rosemont's better than maybe the record indicates and they could beat anybody? Absolutely. I think over the past three years, we've seen more of this leveling of the playing field at the high school level all over, where where there's no longer the big two or three, and it's the big 10 to 18. Yeah,
1: I, I, I think you're right. It's becoming... It's becoming so commonplace that, that we're saying is it's almost a cliche that um, it you know it's funny. I was talking to TK about this the other day. I said, you know, one thing. Even when I broke in, it, there used to be a handful of teams that you just go in and you knew it was going to be ten to one, seven to one, because there was this that much difference between. Yeah, you'd the say, ability. honey,
0: you'd say, honey, I'll be home a half hour sooner. Yeah, yeah. And, and that I just don't,
1: um, you know, I just don't, I, I, just don't, I just don't see that, and and so. You know, it's like, yeah, we're, I think we're sitting at seven and four, and guess what? We could just easily be an 11-0, and we could just as easily be 500 or below. You know, so I, you know, the thing is, we were making plays in, you know, the last three games that, that we were getting the bounces that we didn't get when we lost one nothing in OT to Wayzata or basically when we lost in the last seconds to Hermantown. So it, it, I, I think that, um, that fact, I think, just about any program, um, you know, top twenty-five, top three program, can say the same thing. And so that's why you do see just that phenomenon you're talking about, way. So I don't see, I see a lot of good teams. I don't see that scary special team out there
0: right now. Not at all. I, I see a grit factor in your team that was on display, uh, that I, I, I like, and I'm seeing players that I haven't seen do some things on board battles that maybe would have backed off from that in previous seasons. And it's not just one player, it's all. So I think your team has really kind of, you know, blended the offensive ability they have with the defensive side on both sides of the park.
1: Yeah, I think I think we have, a, I have discovered a little more of a grit factor. But we've also have done some things with the lines and, and made some system changes that I think are are freeing people up, um, you know, to to play the way they need to. Um and another thing we got to you know keep in mind is that we certainly even the games that we lost, we played pretty dang we played pretty dang well. Um, and so it's like even when we lost to um, when we lost to Moorhead in overtime, um, I went. Thank you. Uh, I went. I, I was really ticked off. I thought we played really poorly. And then I watched the film. And I thought eh, we didn't. We we played really we well. We played really yeah. well. And I thought. Oh, and, and so. Um, so I, we were never, as I told the kids, we're not that far off. And we, we, when we kind of struggle a little bit early, I said, you know, we just got to improve that, you know, 5 to 8% in our game. But you and I both know that 5 to 8% is the difference between win and losing. And we need to hang on to that, or, or we could dump three in a row, too.
0: Well, you had yourself a grilled cheese with bacon delivered. Outstanding. You're going to dip that in the tomato soup?
1: I am going to dip this sandwich in the tomato soup. That is a surefire winner.
0: And I've got this monstrosity known as the Mac Daddy. And it has... Uh, a
1: ton of cholesterol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some peas are in there. I like the peas. Thanks for calling out the cholesterol. Yeah, I've, got, I've got no cholesterol sitting here with the cheese and yeah, no, or the, Well, we didn't <laughs> mention the fries either. So, We're going to eat our food. We don't want to chomp in your ears, and we'll pick up uh, part three of this uh, great program. Actually, part two or whatever we want to call it, yeah. as Polly's yeah, podcast continues. Really yeah, our Yeah, they? they don't <laughs> give a damn. Okay, more in a moment. Well, we're both beached whales now because we finished our food. <laughs> Ken's got to get on the ice here shortly, and I've got an important Zoom call which is going to take all of my. Uh, I have to work hard. Uh, I, mean, I have to keep a good attitude, and uh, you know, have some confidence, and you know that kind of thing. I don't know. I'll find a way. Um, but but you know, you've got a big one coming up: sectional game against Edina, and you know, it's at Braemar. It's Saturday night. There's something special about Saturday night hockey at Braemar Arena that tends to bring out the faithful, so there'll be a good crowd there. I mean, I think this is the—I'm not making it into a state championship game, but it does have meaning for sections. But it's the type of game that the kids will remember when they're in their mid-20s, 30s, and 40s. Well, if you play
1: well. If you don't, then it's a game you won't forget, you know. But I, I think the we were, we were teed up uh, last year for what was, was supposed to be an epic— Battle and we got running out of the rink. You know, we just gave up early goals and never found our footing. And so you don't want to get uh, you don't want to get too caught up in 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 all that. It, it, um, but there is no getting around the fact that it's a um, it's a big game. Um, it's uh Dine, it's, it's Bremer, it's the sections. You know, right now all of a sudden we um, early on it looked like we wouldn't be in the conversation to be the number one seed, but it, we we beat them. Um, all of a sudden you've got. Um, us sitting there with four losses, and Edina sitting there with four, and Wizzetta sitting there with four, and Wizzetta beat us, and we beat Edina, and now now basically opens up. Everybody beats everybody. Yeah, it opens that possibility up, but, you know, beyond all that stuff, and you don't want to get too caught up into it because so much is going to happen between now and February. Um, One thing I've often said, I just think way, um, as as special as the state tournament is, I think way too much is put into it. I think there's a lot of awful special moments that happen uh, without that. And uh, and and this yeah and this is and this is one of them. I think we lose sight
0: of that. I would I would agree with that, and I think a lot of times what happens is we look at the end result, which is for eight teams in the double A, eight yeah. teams in the single. It's sixteen teams, and after day one, it's only four in each. You know, and and so really you're you know you're measuring success on thank you on either getting to the state tournament or winning it, yeah. and only one team gets to. But there are so many teams in the state who have never even made an appearance, ever, in their history. Yeah. Do those kids, is their experience diminished any less than those that went?
1: Yeah, you know, what? It, it, one thing I like, I'll give a little shout out to Lauren Nelson, Legacy oh. Hockey. It's yeah, one thing sure. I like about Lauren. I think Lauren sees the big picture. And if you ever look on um, that website, I think people should, because he does a great job.
0: Well, it's really it, replacing it, the hub, let's be honest. It, it is.
1: And, but. He has a lot of rivalries on there that people don't know about, you know, and and again, it's and, and I think that really is, you know, it's it's a celebration of the game and those rivalries. And one thing you might, my son told me, playing with you know some kids in fall leagues, he said, you know, you talk to some kids and they go into the season knowing they have no exactly. chance, no chance whatsoever. Yep. It doesn't kill. Um, the importance of what they do, the love for what they do, uh, the passion they bring to it, those 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 little small rivalries that are big to those kids at that time. And, you know, and when I broke in 30-plus years ago, you know, believe me, in, in 91, we had no delusion that we were going to the one-class state tournament, but those games we had with Red Wing were, were
0: huge. The games we had with... We were you walking by the crowd that was waiting yeah, to get in and see Johnny yeah, Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's like, you know, so it's like that was... Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me, that's not that's not important. Those kids, the coaches, their communities.
0: I, I don't buy it. It is well to to your point. You know, you think about 70 percent of the teams, Class A and Double A combined, yeah. are just hoping to win a first round game to yes. get to the semifinals. I mean, that to them is is kind of a goal. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think we as as a society, as a hockey society, just put so much emphasis on the big show and the big dance. And we should, because it's special and it's great and it will never lose its place. But I think there's a human element to every one of these players that have memories and experiences that they'll never forget playing in the greatest high school league any sport yeah. in the country.
1: Yeah, you know it's uh, um I, I, I tell you the I think there's been a lot of good things about uh you know class A hockey in, in the two divisions. What is a unintended consequences I think by dividing into two it devalued the regular season you know conference championships don't mean as much anymore um you just talked about it's like what kids do they'll adjust so like even when when, I, when we knew we couldn't go go anywhere we thought we're going to win our conference and see if we can't get to the quarterfinals and, and and each yeah. of those steps was so huge. I remember growing up at Wayzata when Wayzata uh, beat Cooper, who was really good, and they beat him in a, like a five-overtime game in the quarters to get to the semifinals at the Met. You know that just was just
0: getting to the mat center for some. That was that was a huge deal. Saturday. And, and,
1: and believe me, I, I'm sure some because well, yeah, well that's fine. It was okay for you know those you know twelve again that time the oligarchy of you know fifteen elite teams and everybody else kind of sits on the sideline. But I do think we have to understand that when when all of a sudden you divide up and you make two classes in hockey and five classes in basketball and twelve classes here, you, what you've done is you have now placed the emphasis on the state tournament. You know yeah. you've done getting that by two, creating all those divisions you that's that's exactly right
0: well if the idea is to get teams more games by having more state tournaments and deeper section runs well, then then why don't you just extend the regular season yeah well and I don't think that's uh, to me I think I, I
1: politely disagree I think they I think the intention and I get it that there's programs that would never have a chance getting that opportunity to be in the tournament. and so I do think that there's there's been a neat part of that in the class a you know know, the class a tournament it has it's i think it's it's created its own following i think there's it has there's there's programs that go would never have a prayer in a one class tournament so i think i think that's the benefit i'm just saying i think the drawback is there's less emphasis you know on 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 what's happening during uh you know during during the season you know
0: now um i could ask you this to stay in that lane for a minute You know, Tyler Palmasino, I've quoted him a few times, you know, I I brought up this question in one of his podcasts. I said, you know, Hermantown, you know, um, there's so much pressure for them to move up and do this and do that. What are your thoughts on that? And he said, I don't want them to go. He, He said, I don't want any more teams to go. He goes, we need good teams. He said, because when we have good teams, because you've seen the XL. I go, the Upper Bowl now has people in it on your semifinals and on your final days. That's right. I said, it's quite impressive. So they have created their own little vibe. So those guys are like saying, don't go. So having been a team that made the jump from A to AA, can you take us back to that decision and the genesis of it for the Red Knights?
1: Yeah, I think it became a matter. I think everyone has to do, at the end of the day, People have to do what's right for their program and their community. And all the other folks who want to chirp with their stuff, it's like, it's not their decision. It's it's the community's decision. It's the coach's decision and what's best for them. And we felt, you know, for us, that was never the intention when we started in this thing that we would go double-A, but once we won a couple of Class A titles and we started to gain some momentum, we could just felt, you know, listen, as a as a private Catholic school, You know, and and we felt we had it rolling pretty good. It's like we felt there was another mountain to climb. And we felt it was a matter of that's where we belonged. And it was just the right move to make. And, And that's not the right move. For all private Catholic schools, not the right move for all private schools. Period. You know, uh, Brendan Flaherty, God rest his soul. You know, at, at Duluth Marshall. You know, he, you know, he did very well at the Class A level, and then they made the AA move and had some big games at Duluth East, and and I don't know kind of where they're at right now. I, th- I think it might be Class A again. I don't know. Um, I think so. I think they're. And right now, that I think that's probably where they belong. They are in uh, Class A. They're uh, top yeah, ten. Yeah. You know, and so and, and and that and that's okay. You know, and as for as for Hermantown, I think that's up to them. In terms of you know how they feel about that, and you know, when when this when this thing split uh, years ago, um, you know basically to me the Red Wing Warroad robbery really kind of saved that tournament. You know, do you John, really think so? I do. I do. I think I think Warroad staying Class A, um, you know, saved that tournament. And it's funny George Nemnich, who was the great Red Wing coach with all those good teams, when people are talking. about, Panillo going double A. He said the same thing as Tyler. I don't want Panillo going double A. Because I want good teams, you know, in in in, in Class A. So I there, I certainly can see I can see both ends of that. But at the end of the day, I think it's up to that community, uh, you know, you know, you know, the coach, their administration, what is best for their community. If, if Town feels that's what's best for their community,
0: so God bless them. It's well, not well, my call. it's was, theirs. Was it your feeling though then that the Class A tournament back in that era? if it wasn't for that it was really, truly teetering?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you, 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 you never know. I just think that it certainly, I, I certainly would what it did, I, I, Warworld staying there and, and Carrie Eade's decision to do that, I really think gave it a level of, of, of credibility that gave it some momentum. All right, now whether it would I don't think it would've killed it in the crib sort of thing, but at the same time, I think it was allowed to build a following now. and. Every good story, every good story needs a villain, all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and Warworld was Hornets. the villain. Yeah, yeah, and, and believe me, when the private schools were there, we were the villain, all right? It's like, if you don't have a villain, you're going to create them, all right? Have so you ever not been the villain? The only time we weren't a villain, uh, the villain was, what, 10 years ago when Jabby got hurt, um, you know, tragically. And, you know, and that's, you know, you know last time in the state tournament, we've been on the doorstep a few about five times and haven't made it. But that's the only time where um, you had... there's
0: still diehards who still... Um, hate, still. The, I think your matchup with the Edina was in 08. Was it 08? Yeah. Uh, that was a semifinal round game, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. We lost in overtime. Mm-hmm. That was a really intriguing um, <laughs> crowd dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, it was... Okay, you had the Red Knights on one end. You had the Edina on the other end. And then everybody in the middle not sure what to do. <laughs> it was so funny? Who do you hate least? I know it was know? hilarious. Yeah,
1: it's kind of funny. I, I had you know, when we lost in overtime, I remember I got a, an email from that always courageous person anonymous. Oh and, beautiful. Yes, and it was in the subject line, yes, and oh I'm so um, you know, I'm so happy you got beat and you're this and you're that and I can't stand your team. And I emailed him back, I said they said we just played a classic game, lost a hell and we just played in twenty thousand people. Our kids are pretty happy. You have a good night, you coward. Didn't hear back from you know. And, and I, you who, get you who get. Who would this actually stuff. take the time to do that? You listen, I mean, listen. You know, Twitter, the people, with their thirty-two or sixty followers, and you know, you just separate, seven. Yeah, your, your anonymous Gmail account. It's just like, why don't you just put "gutless" okay, next to your so name? I mean, it's,
0: it's so, it's gutless. So, part of this is is really interesting because I've always felt. I've always put kind of a parallel between your kids, the Hill kids, Edina kids, yeah. pretty much those three, now Hermantown yeah. kids, where no matter where you go, it's, i say it's the Stones, the Rolling Stones. Maybe EP can be put in that, where it draws a crowd. People come out to your road games to see you lose. Yes. And um, <laughs> sometimes for a kid who's just coming into this program wide-eyed, that's a little bizarre, like, these guys, they, they don't like us. It's kind of like Steve Martin in The Jerk when the guy's shooting the cans, you know? Remember that scene? Yeah. But he doesn't like these cans. I, um, how do you deal with that with your kids? You know what? I think it's it, it, kind of the more they...
1: The more they kind of hate on you, probably the better it is for you. I mean, I know that uh, that's like a, I know like Hopkins has taken a lot of arrows their basketball program, and I, I had a no, I, I had a very prominent basketball coach tell me once they don't, What people don't get is the more they rip
0: Hopkins, the more it helps them. Was it, was 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 that the man himself, or was that your brother? That said, no, that? no,
1: it was not my brother. No, okay. no, no. it was basically a prominent high school basketball coach who won a few state tells himself. He said, but people don't get it. Every time they go after Hopkins, it actually helps their program. And listen, I, I remember growing it up. It does. Yeah, I, I remember growing up in Wayzata, and I was, you know, I was a Catholic kid. I thought I just cheer. We'd have like our, we'd be, do state tournaments to boot hockey, and yeah, yeah. we'd be Hill Murray, and and I didn't know I was supposed to hate Hill Murray. And I had some guy, don't you know they recruit? And I said, and again, I'm like 12 years old. I said. Who mean? wouldn't want to go there? They don't need to recruit, you know? Exactly. And, and the fact is, that's, I mean, it's such a tired deal. And at the end of the day, I mean, believe me, Eden Prairie's got plenty of detractors. And unless un- unless people are complaining about you, you're not making an impact.
0: Well, amen. <laughs> and people are free to roam about the cabin. There's rules in place for <laughs> transfers and do whatever they want to do. And they do, yeah. right? And when they put the fast and the seatbelt light on, you can't move. Yeah. And that's how it goes. You can't hold that against a a, a a group of coaches that people like. Uh, that's a whole. This is a whole different podcast. Yeah, so is, yeah. uh, let's do this. I want to spin into the the week ahead, and then we got to head out. Yeah. Um, what is your feeling in terms of your team's preparation? You don't see uh, have any games this week, Tilly Dina. Correct?
1: Yeah, that wasn't done on purpose, but it was actually coming off a three game tournament and coming back from the break. It's actually been kind of kind of nice, but here we're on Wednesday, and, you know, it, it does give us an opportunity to work on some things that need to be worked on. And, but believe me, by tomorrow, you know, the kids are really going to be sick of practice. Ready. You know, yeah. and, and so it, it's – from a coaching standpoint, you know, it's great because you can work on forecheck and breakout today. You can work on neutral zone yesterday. You can do power play penalty. So you can check every box and feel like you're completely prepared. And then, of course – you get punched in the mouth the first five minutes and maybe it goes all out the window and you, know, and, so. and, and you go oh what just happened here? <laughs> what, what happened yeah. here? you know and I was talking it's it kind of funny I said uh, you know Eden Prairie I know Ran uh, basically did a number on Eden last time they played but I watched that game well you got a couple quick goals, and that's how, you know, once you get a couple quick goals in high school hockey, boy, that changes the momentum. It's a big lot time.
0: easier to be a front runner. It really is. Chasing a game.
1: it really is. It really is. You know, so again for this week, it, it's 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 nice from a preparation standpoint, but we're um, we're itching to you know, you know, we're we're itching to get out there and and, and play for real, and um, nothing better like, than playing uh, at Braemar, one of the, the most iconic best rings you in high school on hockey.
0: Check uh, one check to me, please, and thank you. Right here at the Amehagira TV. That's Home right. of Paulie's podcast. Uh, it's gonna be a great night on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to uh, that. We're gonna be a huge audience online watching this game with you guys, and uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun to see where we're at. You know, at the, at the end of the day, let me let's face it, we're everyone's trying to position themselves and, and and keep winning. And and let's face it, when the puck drops a month and a half from now and blew in Blue Ice Garden, and you're playing the semis. No one's gonna care what the result was.
0: Uh, nobody will even remember. <laughs> they won't remember exactly <laughs> unless they're rubes and they go back into the season in 2016. 17. Say so you yeah. won that. Thank you. Uh, well, Ken, thanks for joining us here. Have a great practice today, and we'll see you Saturday. Uh, thanks, Ways, and, and thanks for McCoy's and our great servers that put like five more pounds on us that we don't need. Absolutely. I'll be rolling myself home. <laughs> That's going to do it for Paulie's podcast for Ken, Paulie, and Pete Wagner. So long, everybody. <laughs>